Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Not Joel T. Swolman. That's the, one of the best tweets we ever got. Mm, one of our great listeners, Nathan Waltman. Fantastic tweet, sir. Today, we have the five Ps. We have Playmaker. Playmaker. Preview. Pre- preview. Prediction. Peck, peck. Oh, God. He did it again. <laughs> no more. That's the last time. No last more. Time. Couldn't resist. Oh, my God. I don't want to see that. Ah, uh, That's how we're starting the day. Glad to have you here on a Friday morning. We appreciate you guys listening to the podcast wherever you're listening from, be it at supertalk.fm or wherever you get your podcasts. We love our listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there protecting our freedom. And, of course, we want to thank our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. This weekend when you're up in Starkville, don't forget to stop by early morning. You want to get that coffee before you head into the game. And this weekend only, the coffee will be served at game time kickoff temperature. Okay. So... It'll be boiling hot. <laughs> you try to put it on your lips, it will sear them. So be careful. But we do appreciate all our listeners, and we are noticing all of these five-star five star. reviews. Yeah. Uh, you see, my wife like said that she didn't put the yeah. review. Yeah, that's what i got to deal with every day. Wow. She just crushed me right there on she Twitter. Did. Was that really not her? No, it wasn't her. Well, you got a secret admirer, then. Somebody thinks you're the sexiest man alive. All right. All right. There you go. And Please. I'm not bad, too, it said. Please. Please be a good-looking woman. Hey, we, we, we've been getting a lot of five-stars. Five star. Hey, we're equal opportunity here. we got a one-star. What? Yeah. We, we star. specifically say every time on the show that if you're going to leave us a review, leave us a five-star review, and somebody went against the grain. This is from Real Dog Fan. Real Dog Fan, if that's your real name. Who says, we are not true state fans, which I would like to say that for the last five years, you are correct, because... When you're on this beat and you try to cover it somewhat objectively, it takes a lot of that away from you. But? But, anyway, he says that the one-star review, it says, Really? Would rather see the Lakers or Braves win a championship instead of state? Boo. Get that out of here. Unbelievable. This man would sully our reviews. Jeez. But you know what? What? We have so many five-stars. Five-stars. That overall, we still have five-star. That's right. So, keep those reviews coming. And, as long as they're five stars. And if, if, if you don't got nothing nice to say, well, you can still say it, but, but I'm, say trying, it after to, the I'm five trying to figure some clever way to say it. Anyway, give us a five star. All right. Five star. It's Friday, like you said. Uh, he said boo. He should have said woo. Anyway. <laughs> it's Friday. Three Ps. Only three. <laughs> Preview playmaker <laughs> prediction. Mississippi State uh, versus Kansas State. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to my interview yesterday with Kellis Robinette from the uh, Wichita Eagle. Get some more insight there. Uh, and we talked a lot yesterday about the the line of scrimmage and all that, and how it's going to you know the, both sides up front are what's going to determine the win of this game. But we didn't really talk too much about Tommy Stevens and what he's going to bring. First and foremost, I guess we need to make our official prediction here about who's going to be the starting quarterback on Saturday. I think we both agree that it's going to be Tommy Stevens. I think that I am going to go Uh-oh. with oh oh drum roll please. I'm trying to figure his uh, whole name out. <laughs> keep going, keep going. We're almost there. We're almost there. Burning calories here with these finger movements. It is going to be. All right, give me a. All right, stop, stop. Thomas Mason Stevens. All right, then. Jeez Louise, that was drawn out. <laughs> yes. Tommy Stevens, as my prediction to be your starting. It'd been really funny if his his middle name was just really weird and you just outed it to the world like that. <laughs> Abdullah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy <laughs> Abdullah the Butcher Stevens. <laughs> 
It's just one word. <laughs> his dad loved the madman from I, the I knew it was an M because in his Twitter handle TMS. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I, I knew I knew it was an M, so I didn't Mankind. know what it was. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Stevens is probably gonna. I, I can't. I, I I really do feel like the Manitoba. <laughs> there's been some gamesmanship this week. I think Joel T ended up being right about that. Uh, that Joe Moorhead is just sort of playing some games here. But at the end of the day, it's going to be Tommy Stevens. And we talked about MSG's offense. We think it's going to be successful. But the main reason it's going to be successful, we think, is because they have this balance now and because, you know, it's all about that balance. And, and what happened last year, State was so successful one-sided. Can I stop you right here for one second? Of course. Because I just did. Yeah. If Tommy, if I told you today Tommy Stevens didn't play in a snap mm-hmm. on Saturday, mm-hmm. How does that change how this prediction is about to go? It doesn't really change it for me because I think State could still just run the football and be successful. Although I think Schrader's a better passer than maybe Fitzgerald was, to be totally honest. Yeah. But I think State could win again and be one-dimensional. But it'll be a much diff- more difficult task. But I think, I think State could still win. Yeah, that's it. I think Tommy Stevens is going to be your quarterback, so continue on where I just threw up the brakes. Well, like I said, if State has balance in this, they, this could be a game where they put up a, a good bit of points. I mean, a Big 12 defense... They give up a lot of points in the Big 12, and this is a good SEC offense. They're throwing the ball better. They still have Kylan Hill. There's no reason to think this this won't be another 35-plus point performance for Mississippi State. I think that's fair. I, I don't know why you wouldn't, at least when State is on offense, see – I don't even want to say a repeat of last year because I think it should be better than last year because you do have a quarterback, assuming it's Tommy, throwing the football all over the field which should theoretically spread out the Kansas State defense, which should theoretically let Kylan Hill have all kinds of room to run. So uh, offensively, I think it would be a safe bet to say that State, what day, was it 31-10 last year? Was that right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a safe bet to say that State should, should probably crack 35 in this game. I mean, uh, you'll see in my prediction later, but I have them cracking 35 in this game. I think that you will see a better offensive performance than you'll see a year ago. I'm not necessarily saying that Kylan Hill's going to rush for 200-something again Mm -hmm. because you're going to get some of that yardage made up for with Tommy throwing the ball. But but overall, I think you should see a a similar offensive performance with similar or higher point totals, assuming State's not turning the football over, which is always an if. But um, they're not – State's usually not one prone to doing that. I think they hadn't had a running back fumble and. Why are you jinxing over there? What a jinx! Is bringing it up is really jinxing it. I believe so. Yeah. If Kylan Hill fumbles on Saturday, I'm going to get a ton of tweets saying it was my fault that I mentioned. And you'll deserve them. That's that's unfortunate. You Sorry, Kylan. Well, I will. I will not. I won't. I won't finish my sentence then. Does that is the jinx is the jinx already in effect or not? It's already in effect. Okay. Well, then I'll say it. A running back hadn't fumbled in like two seasons. Yeah. So. I mean, State's not really prone to, to turnovers unless it's a pick. And here we go. Let's jinx Tommy, too. Tommy hasn't thrown a pick yet. Um, they're, they're, State's not prone to turning the football over. Yeah. So, assuming they don't, um, I think it's going to be a big offensive day. Let's look at the, the numbers from a season ago. State rushed for 388 yards in this game. Averaged basically 10 yards a carry. Kyle only had 17 carries on that 215 yards. or 211 yards, I'm sorry. Uh, could have easily broken Nick Fitzgerald's record for uh, rushing yards in a game had he gotten you know 25 carries. Fitzgerald carried the ball 19 times. Just right off the, the bat, you know that that's not going to be Steven's number. And you can probably give five or six more carries to Kylan Hill. So he's at 22, 23 carries. But on the other side, State threw the ball 27 times in this game. I mean, that's a 
So that's what, 63 plays total? State could throw 27 again, but you would expect to complete 17, 18, 19 of them at this point. And instead of 154 yards passing, you're probably closer to 254 yards passing. I think this could be a very big offensive day for Mississippi State. The problem is, I think they're going to need a big offensive day because yeah. I do think Kansas State is going to get some points this time around. I think you're. I think you're right. I mean, there's no beating around it that State's defensive line is not what it was. I mean, we knew that coming into the year, but I think it's even a, a larger issue than than we thought it was going to be. And teams are able to, at times, go straight up the middle against State. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, there. There have been. They've been gashed a little bit up front through the mm-hmm. first couple games. I mean, and, and you, you're dealing with a K-State team that has already rushed for it's a 694 yards in two games. Um, that, that, that's their rushing totals. I think it's third in the country as we sit here and talk right now. But you would expect them to, to test that that defensive front again of, of State and uh, and see if I know that the K-State's played uh, who was it Nichols and Bowling Green. I mean, that's not exactly world beaters right. out there, but but they've had so much success running the football. If I'm if I'm coaching K State, the first thing I'm doing is seeing if I can keep that up. And, yeah. and so I, I would expect State's defensive line to be tested. And so far through eight quarters this year, they hadn't exactly passed the test with flying color. So right. I, I think there's going to be a little bend to State's defense. I don't know how much break there'll be. Right. Uh, they, they're you know they, they've and been that's pretty what successful. Joe Moore had talked yeah, about them so, on break. So, uh, but yeah, I do think that State will. Definitely need a, a, a bigger offensive performance this this year than than last. So K State six hundred and ninety four yards rushing in two games. So basically three hundred and fifty yards per game on the ground. Uh, Ten rushing touchdowns in, in and I, two I think, games. I think like four or five different guys. Like it's it's been a it, yeah. it, it, it's been a you've not got just one guy. James Gilbert's the leading rusher, 26 carries, 218 yards. Jordan Brown, 15 carries, 113. Harry Trotter, 19 carries, 72. Tyler Burns, 11 carries, 64. Jay uh Jay Holcomb, 11 carries, 62. I mean all these guys are averaging except for Trotter are averaging over five and a half yards per carry. The leading rusher is averaging 8 yards per carry. Not that, you know, not that Kylan Hill isn't putting up very similar numbers, but look at the depth they seem to have here. And then you add that their quarterback, who's not getting a lot of, of attempts, obviously, but he's completing 74% of his passes. It's a very efficient offense. And for Mississippi State, a defense that likes to put pressure and bring pressure, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it. Because you know, a season ago, it was just, well, it doesn't really matter what we do. We have Simmons. We have Hoyt and Corey Thomas and, and, and Montez Sweat and Gary Green, and they're just going to dominate up front, and it's not going to be a problem. The scheme, the game plan has to be good for Mississippi State this weekend. Yeah, yeah, and, and if it – and I think it will be. I mean, Bob Shoup, at this point, I, I know that, that the talent level isn't what it was a year ago in, in some spots, but at this point, in Shoup you trust, right? I mean, you just kind of think Shoup's going to figure it out mm-hmm. to – Put his guys in the right spots to minimize the damage. I agree with that. I, I, I mean, it's it's not going to be some. I don't know that all year long you're going to see just a, some dominant defensive performance out of state. Yeah, uh, you might, and I mean, against Abilene Christian or Arkansas or somebody like that, mm-hmm. you, you might see that. But I don't know if all year long you're just going to see a complete four quarters of dominance out of this defense. But I feel like all year long you're going to see them well coached and in the right spots, which. There's so many talented guys, even if there's some youth in some spots, that you feel like 
it's it's going to be okay, you yeah. know, and, and I feel like that's going to be the case on Saturday. It's not always going to be pretty, probably. It's not going to be perfect, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's going to be okay. Do you feel like this is a game where defensively the game plan should be, you know, you're playing a conservative offense, maybe a little conservative yourself, and just sort of worry about, you know, you got to be worried about gaps and, you know, you got to reads and things like that. You can't – I don't know how much pressure you can really bring on these guys because they're not going to throw the ball very much. You know, you need to have your defensive linemen and, and your linebackers sort of where they need to be. This is, is going to be a game where – and, and Errol Thompson, when we talked to him uh, on Wednesday night, he stressed he's like it's all about fundamentals. This is a, a game where fundamentally, defensively, you have to be very, very sound. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, you don't feel like that K State's coming in here and going to run an air raid attack. You just, you just got to, like you said, I mean, fill some gaps and and, and make sure that, that you're not, you know, le- leaving huge rushing lanes wide open inside. I, I, I think you summed it up as well as it could be. I, I, if State plays fundamentally sound football, um, K-State's not going to come in here and rush for 350 yards. I mean, that for all of State's inadequacies on defense through two games, um, they're not Nickel State. They're not yeah. Bowling Green. It's not going to be – It's not going to be a, a, I don't think anybody listening thinks it would be, but – K State isn't coming in here and just ramming the ball all down State's throat. I don't think it. It, it would shock me if that's the case, yeah. despite the fact State has shown some weaknesses at times this year. State held uh, Kansas State last year to 213 total yards. I would imagine that that number will be increased by about 100 yards this year. But even so, 313 yards is not bad. State State from a yardage perspective right now is going to end up right at where we started talking about them. Just good enough. Yeah, and you're getting the boost on offense that you expected. So everything looks like it's going MSU's way for the most part. We'll see how that through two games. Through two really, games. State is almost and 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 I know the offense is probably a little bit better and the defense maybe a little bit worse, but they're pretty much exactly what we thought they would be. Yeah, they're they're a little worse defensively. Offensively, they're about where I thought they'd be. I don't know that I thought Stevens was as good, but I mean, I knew they would be completing passage at a higher percentage. I knew Kylan Hill was good. Uh, I did not know that the defense was going to be as as weak up the middle as it seems to be through two games. That but. said, while, while you're on that, is there any more interesting thing that you're ready to see on Saturday than if Lee Autry plays? No, <laughs> no, because that that, that 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 sort of that tells us a lot. It tells us either that he wasn't part of this and he's not suspended for the rest of the year, or. They just felt like they had to play him against USM for some reason. If he doesn't play, aren't you just scratching your head? I am. I'm going to be completely confused. Like, what why, what, what? was so important about USM that you needed Lee Autry out there? Is the game different if Lee Autry doesn't play? That's going to be a really – and I don't know. You know, My question is, if we ask Moorhead that, will we get an answer? Because it's related to the NCAA stuff. I mean, if he is a guy that's in, that is indeed wrapped up in that, then yeah. no, you wouldn't, I don't imagine. Yeah, so that, that – a, a, a below a, – Above all the storylines of, you know, the game itself, that's the one to watch is who's going to be suspended. And like I, I said on a... And, and secondarily on that, if if he is involved in that mm-hmm. and he played against Southern, is mm-hmm. there somebody that was involved in that that may play against K-State? And the guy I would point out to that is Willie Gay because I think you need your linebackers here. When we talked on a Wednesday night again with Errol Thompson, uh, as he was... I don't, this, this, was on the, this was on the video... He said, hey, you know, they we're talking about the linebackers are going to have to play a big role this week. He said, you're going to see a lot of Tim Washington, who's, you know, State's third linebacker now that Willie Gay's out. Well, I won't be completely surprised if they say, look, this might be a game we need Willie Gay in. Do you, I mean, do you start him here and then, you know, he doesn't play against Kentucky? I think, you, I think you need him more here than you do against Kentucky, to be totally honest. 
I'm inter- I'm very interested to see Kentucky Saturday night without Terry Wilson, what they look like. But for me, of course, they have Kovacier Smoke. So, I mean, that makes them pretty good. But that said, yeah, I won't be totally surprised if Willie Gay plays in this game. And if Leo Autry doesn't play, I'm, I, I'm with you. We're, we're all going to be up there like, what? <laughs> Why? So, we'll find out about that. Uh, on Saturday, give me your offensive playmaker. Can you go with anybody other than Kylan in this game? I mean, you could. I guess you could, but after what he did a year ago, I'm. You know that Kansas State's coming in here saying it's kind of like when you when you play baseball. Sometimes there's a guy in the lineup, and you're like, they may beat us, but that guy ain't gonna beat us. I feel like Kansas State's probably coming to Starkville after what Kylan Hill did to him last year, saying they might beat us, but he ain't gonna beat us. Mm-hmm. And so I'm interested to see with Kylan Hill with probably all of Kansas's sights set on him, if he can still go out there and have a monster day. Because mm-hmm. I kind of think he can. And so I, I'm just If he does, that, that really solidifies him, him. Solidifies him. I'm not going to do any Heisman hype, but first team All-SEC, yeah. he's going to be right there. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see if Kylan can keep building on this momentum that he has early this season because – He's been incredible through two games, so uh, we'll, we'll see if he can keep it up. He, he will be where my, my eyes are on the offense this week. He'll have a big game, but Tommy Stevens is going to be my playmaker just because I look at last year and Fitzgerald going 11 for 27 in this game, and there, I don't think there's any way in hell one that uh, that Stevens would go 11 for 27. I think if, we, if State throws the ball 25 times, he's going to complete at least 15 of them, probably closer to you know 20 of them. And in that case, State's going to have – a lot of big chunk plays because I do agree that that, Kyle, that Kansas State defense is going to be Kylan Hill focused. And early in the game, they're going to try to load the box and stop that. Stevens is a quarterback who can take advantage of that. Won't be completely surprised to see some big plays in the passing game early in this game just because I think Kansas State will load up, try to stop Kylan Hill, and State's got a guy who can go over the top of that now, Osiris Mitchell, Stephen Guidry, and those guys, and can, can take advantage of that. So something, something to watch for for me is, is Tommy Stevens, my offensive playmaker. Defensively, Errol Thompson had a huge game in this this game a season ago, and you know, in a, in a run first game, you expect your middle linebacker to make a lot of tackles. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Errol Thompson as my playmaker here. Had that crazy interception in this game a, a season ago, and his he has not had the greatest start to this season. It, it, it's not been he's played good, but not to the standard that I expected. So maybe this is where he gets started because he's he, they're going to run the ball. And he's going to be the one, you know, coming downhill trying to meet those guys in the hole. I could see him having a big double-digit tackle kind of game. So Errol Thompson is my defensive playmaker. Yeah, well, at the risk of being boring here, um, that was going to be mine. As okay, well. uh, I, I do think he he's due for a big game. He only had four tackles a week ago. Yeah, uh, he he hadn't done just a ton <clears> through, <throat> through two games, but we all know how good Errol Thompson is. I, I think that's you know more coincidence than anything and i i really feel like he's primed in this game against a team that you think's going to come in and try and run the football a lot uh you know as we've kind of discussed over the last few moments here i think it's going to be a uh linebacker heavy attack for state this week so i i think it's a uh, a pretty good chance that errol thompson plays a big big role uh defensively for state this week who's your x factor i uh, I think X Factor, I'm going to go with Mr. Isaiah Zuber. Oh, okay. He's playing his old team, man. You know, Zuber spent the last three years at K State and leading receiver last year. And just, I'm always intrigued by these kinds of matchups when you have a guy that knows 
pretty much the entire other team. Um, you know, th- th- that's fun for me. You have to think that nobody in that Mississippi State locker room would love to come out and have a bigger day than Isaiah Zuber. You, you just – uh, you know, and we talked to him earlier this week that that he's had some conversations with his old teammates, and and I know that he's he's buddies with a lot of them. But hey, man, nobody fights like brothers. So yeah. uh, you know, he, he I know he's good buddies with all of them. But you know, he wants to come out and, and have a big day. If he so, has a big day, is this where he finally moves into the starting lineup and starts becoming a bigger factor? Ah, uh, you have to think so. Yeah. Um, and I think we talked about this earlier in the week, but. State's receivers have all been so good that you really only need like one guy to have a really good performance or one guy to have one little mistake, and you could justify doing some switching and swapping a little bit if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I think if he came out and had a big day, it wouldn't be a shock to see him start against Kentucky. I'm going to stay on defense for my X factor because I think that's where this game is going to be won or lost for Mississippi State. And when they do try to pass Kansas State, you know they want to be efficient and they want to try to get some big plays out of that play-action game. Um, so for me – Cam Dantzler is the guy to watch. Uh, you know, had a pick in the first game, should have had a pick in the second game. Is playing at a pretty high level right now. Um, he's got to be an eraser out there because they're going to. Uh, I would imagine early in the game they'll come out and try to establish the run, but early in the game they're going to take a shot over the top, and if they hit it, it's it's going to give them a lot of confidence and a lot of momentum. Cam Dantzler needs to be the guy who takes that away from them and, and possibly takes it really away and gives the ball back to Mississippi State. So Cam Dantzler is my X factor. Prediction time, Joel. Go ahead. I think that State, as, as I said, I, I think they put up a lot more on the scoreboard this go-around. Um, just a, a more well-rounded offense, plus it's at home. Um, I, I could see the defense, though, struggling a little bit here. Um, I, I could see Kansas State getting a little something going in the running game. Their O-line's been really good to this point. Uh, we mentioned the running backs and, and, and what they've done. So uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go with kind of a little bit of a, a high-scoring affair here I think a little bit and I think State does maintain its streak of keeping opponents under 28 points but I think it's 41-24 sounds right to me 41-24 dogs all right um I'm, I'm sort of I'm basically right there with you I, I've Kansas State with more points MSU with a little more points as well uh I just I, like I said I think Stevens gives them such balance they're gonna they might hit some a couple of big plays early that cracked the game open. Kansas State could fight their way back into it, but I think at the end of the day, State State has enough firepower to win and 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 make it make it not comfortable but relatively easy. So I'm going to say 38-20 is my final score. Again, I think K State will be able to move the football a little bit. They'll get in the end zone, but hopefully that bend but don't break thing that Joe Moorhead wants can can stay and, and stay in place and State can you know not give up a lot of. Uh, a lot of points, but I, I do think Kansas State will be, they'll be better than they were. This is a team that right now, they did the right thing. They hired a coach with an unconventional offense and a conference that's you know dominated by spread and, and quickness, and they're going power. I think that's a smart move. Smart move. The problem is playing an SEC team, they also play for power. So it's, it's not a great matchup for them. But I think 38-20 is going to be my final score uh, for this one. Did, one of us got it close last week. Wasn't it, was it you or me? Um, I think I had 30, didn't I have like 38-13 or something? Something like that, that yeah. Being 38-15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Hobson, Scroogey, he cost you a point there. Yeah. So, All right. Uh, we, had no, we, yeah, we had no differences on our picks this week, so nothing to talk about there for next week. We'll just catch back up there. Uh, next week, obviously, Mississippi State versus Kentucky. That's going to be a big game uh, for Mississippi State, so we will preview all of that, obviously. Well, they're all pretty much big for the rest of the year, other than Abilene Christian. You got, now you say that, you know, you got... Nine more one-game seasons. 
That's right. We have nine more seasons to play. That's right. So, Well, ten if you count the one that hadn't been played yet. Yeah. Well, as of Monday, it'll be nine. Uh, so we'll recap on Monday, have uh, the things that are true, have what's causing all that, and we'll find out who gets some coffee and who doesn't. Uh, and then Tuesday, we'll go forward from there, getting ready for Mississippi State versus Kentucky. Guys, have a great weekend. If you travel to Starville, please be safe. If you see Joel and I around, don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid to come tell us hello. We always like meeting you guys and uh, and meeting our, our listeners. We appreciate it so much. And by the way, yeah. Drop by and give us a five star. Five star. Only, <laughs> only five star. <laughs> Follow the program, people. Thank you. you. Guys, have a great weekend. Talk to you again on Monday, or hopefully on Sunday afternoon. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.